Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Second show today for Friday, which is odd because we usually never do Friday broadcasts. But uh, this is Keith Hobart, it's Pensacola Business Radio, and we are broadcasting live from our downtown studios. And I have Dean and Scott, the founders themselves. Uh, from now, from here out, you're the founders. Okay. All, uh, right. all right, here we go. Of Dow Rumple Salas Architecture. Good job. Yeah, well see? said. Yeah. Right? That was practice. Yeah. I've been practicing all week. <clears throat> but uh, uh, I, I met Dean uh, doing the CEO roundtable stuff for uh, for Quint, and and we talked, and then I harassed him over for Taco Thursday, and yep, uh, and uh, it's okay. They were they were they're street tacos. <laughs> they were what they were, but they they're awesome, and. Uh, I just I really liked y'all's story. So, you know, here yeah, we are. And I think, um, whoever wants to start it off, but I think people should know because, um, here in Pensacola, to, to make it long as, <laughs> as long as you have, you gotta have some gut. You know what I mean? Hey, not only to make it, but we were sitting down and not, it's not even a trifecta. I don't know what you say more than tried for situation. <laughs> the quadfecta? Uh, a quadfecta, yeah. right? Uh, 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 to go through the events that you went through and, and you're right, being in Pensacola, a small town known, keeping the reputation with tough times. Big props to you guys for that. Yeah, well, thank, thank you very you. much. Well, we, I, I would say just initially, it's, it's, it's one, and if fun and fascinating to, to be claimed that we've made it, I still feel like we're making it. <laughs> I think we got a ways to go. <laughs> but, but probably more importantly, um, there are many firms in town that have been around for a long time that made it a long time ago or still making it. Right. And, and we honor them and, 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 uh, we always try to stand out, but, uh, you know, we're still climbing our way to sit alongside these, these guys that have been here for generations. Now. Yeah. Every, everybody's got their own unique story and, and set of circumstances that created who they are. Sure. Very yeah. important. But, and, but, but it is true <clears throat> to say that, uh, Dean and I, where we're practicing architecture with our own new firms. Uh, I started in 06. I think he might have been a year or so before mm-hmm. that with his own firm. Three. And uh, we uh, were bopping along pretty good with that. Right. I, I really enjoyed having my own firm. And uh, then the economy began to wane. And yeah. We, and Suddenly that, having your own and, is you not. Know, <laughs> I always knew that it wasn't going to be easy to start your own business. And it just kept becoming harder and harder. And I'm like, wow, this to start your own business really is difficult. And, and I think Dean was... <laughs> the actually, starting part's easy. It's the, yeah. it's the maintaining, right? Yeah. yeah, those who believe <laughs> that you were going to have Mai Tais by, by the sixth month or, or, or uh, in, a, in a penthouse suite by the yeah. year, I mean, it is... It's it a is shocker. Work. Yes. Sure. But uh, to shorten the story, really, yeah, we were kind of talking off air earlier, um, the downturn in sort of the national and even global, in some sense, economy, it kind of took a long period, certainly here locally, of going down. And it, it, in some sense, in our profession business, began in, yeah. in 04 with Ivan. Yeah. Uh, and then after, right when Pensacola thinks, oh, my gosh, we've gotten through this really, really difficult disaster for our community, uh, Katrina hits, which and obviously hit New Orleans and Mississippi and Alabama a little worse than us, sure. but still affected it region. affected the entire yeah. Gulf Coast, which brought the entire Gulf Coast down further. Then uh, the we then national economy, mm-hmm. the recession started. Yeah, the bubble the, bro- the bank, blows up. Banks mm-hmm. busting and being bailed out and 
And before there was even recovery from that, then BP did. So yeah. all of that kind of collectively <laughs> adds up to if you're in the architecture business, whether you're new, old, <laughs> pretty good butt whooping is what it adds up to. Right? Yeah, effective, <laughs> right? Not three, four. But uh, we we survived, I think, for many reasons. One is we, I think, because we were small and because mm-hmm. we did local work, right. Um, even in those bad, bad days where no one was lending money, there was still people out there in this community that had cash. Yeah. And they would be like, you know, I, I think it's now that there's a lot of hungry contractors around. Maybe I want to do that master bath edition or yeah. completely remodel our office or whatever it was. And so in the private sector, there there was not a lot, but there were opportunities for us. And and that and that's certainly what fed our my, my family yeah. in those days. And um but when it really got bad there and you know, into nine and ten, Dean and I had let respectively everyone go. I, every my partner, my staff, and I was literally went from a good firm to a one man show and right. I was like, I hope I Drawing can stuff in your living room and Well, I didn't go to the living room and that's where I was. I was like I, my goal was <laughs> Can I st- keep an office? I do yeah. not want to go work at home um, because I think that really helps establish a firm, you know, sure. a, a baby step for respect for an architecture firm. And, and Dean was in the same boat. And yeah. I think he had he'd let go of his employees. And we were literally both by ourselves. And I was, right. you, you cannot, there's gravity and you cannot practice architecture by yourself. It's right. just right. not a, it's a very collaborative profession. And you, Share ideas and bounce. That's ideas good to know. Like I, I, I wouldn't. I, I would t- I could totally think that you could just do that. Just draw it all. Well, there. Through. I think. Yeah, I think you can. But but I it doesn't benefit for, you really. For Scott and I, we need the, um, the advantage of a, a business partner and a creative partner to help us a, a yin and yang sort of right. Uh, so that we just didn't go the wrong direction. To uh, similar to you and, yeah. and Calvin, you need somebody who's different than you to to yeah make you successful you bounce it off of yeah i got yeah. you and and um and those were tough times when we were trying to figure all that out um uh it, it was we had to sit down and kind of talk about the whole idea of partnership which we talked about uh for several years um prior just kind of uh, just kind of casual talk but right it just got real serious one day we made, <laughs> we made the decision quick and, and i think that's what's helped us since then because when we have to make a decision, the two of us talk about it and we make it quickly and we just go forward right. and and don't look back and try to fix it. Just keep going forward. So that's just how we work. So that's a, that's one of the lessons we, we constantly hear in the entrepreneurial world, which is just be decisive, right or mm-hmm. wrong, just go. Mm-hmm. And then if it's wrong, correct it. If it's right, Hey, yeah, you win. Absolutely. But the worst move. thing you can do is not move yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what Dean came to me and he said, Hey, it's clear that it's difficult for our profession, not just us, but our profession and people are getting, there were many people laying folks off and some, right. some firms ending, you know, and Dean said, Hey, I think while, while others are getting smaller, let's get bigger. Yeah. And it sounded great. And we did, and it was an awesome decision. And then the economy got even worse. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, to the point where we were like, wow, I may have to start selling hot dogs yeah. on the beach. I filled and- out an application to Circle K. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> it got serious. Yeah, no, I feel you. And uh, <laughs> in, in that time, after our brilliant merge, you know, Dean got uh, made a, 
a great opportunity for himself and, and, and in turn, really the firm. And he found an opportunity to go work for the National Park Service. And uh, it was only going to be a month. Yeah. And it ended up being three perfectly timed months. Of, it's amazing how the universe does that, isn't it? Yeah. And he, uh, you know, I don't know why I'm telling your story there, but you, well, you went to Kentucky and, and, and got to. Oh, wait, what, what national parks in Kentucky? Mammoth Cave. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. It's, and, it's and, awesome. And, and another. You did two. Well, yeah, they had a, um, you know, even the National, uh, sorry about that, National Park Service at that time had limited funds sure. also, you know, where the government was working. And um, so they said, well, well, we'll pull you up here and we'll work you 20 hours a week. And I was like, I'm not going 600 miles from my family for 20 hours a week. It's like, what a bet. Uh, <laughs> uh, I had to play my cards, you know. So, but I got another opportunity to work another project, which, with, uh, which was the uh, Abraham Lincoln Memorial Birthplace, which was a log cabin yeah. inside a, uh, uh, almost like a crypt uh, kind of building it is that it is. Uh, sorry, thanks for the right. cue. And so uh, <laughs> it main, maintaining that was part of my job. So I CM'd or construction managed mm-hmm. those two projects for them and and learned a lot about how that process worked and how we could take that and in, uh, integrate it into our own business and so uh scott kept everything rolling and we picked up a nice job or two and i run off uh, and running huh yeah i came back and went back to work it was fun so it really did work smooth i mean mm-hmm. it was like i think all four wheels are falling off this bus and we ran off and did <laughs> and this. We don't need wheels where we're going. And by the in three months, by the time he came back, I was like, I've got all four wheels on. I think there's some gas in, the, right. in this baby. Yeah, Let's right. roll. And it and it's and our basically from that day on, our yep. business has done nothing but grow. Where is this Abraham Lincoln birthplace? Is it in Kentucky? Yeah, it's in Henderson. Uh, Henderson. Yeah, I thought he was born in Illinois. No, he was born uh, when you see a uh, Knob Creek yeah. bourbon. Uh huh. He was born right by Knob Creek, huh. and um, they have this um, little log cabin. It wasn't specifically his, but it was built around that time uh-huh. period. So we're to call it Abe Lincoln's cabin. Yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> and uh, and it was in the and he left there when he was about four or five years okay. old and went to uh, Illinois. So can I ask, was what were you doing? Were you restoring? That the- yeah, the building itself was uh, needed a new um, uh, air conditioning system. And it was very complicated to keep this very this very old log cabin with enough moisture, but still right. make it comfortable in Kentucky. It gets hot, trust me. Yeah, uh, for people to come in. So it was it was fun stuff like that, that. It's complicated, but it's fun. I wasn't even there, but I learned a lot and I saw a lot of pictures and I asked similar questions. Mm-hmm. It was actually Calvin. It was like two buildings. So mm-hmm. you got the cabin that you got to kind of care for, right? And then they built this fortress, very expensive, you know, stone. Uh, and it was old in itself, yeah. uh, building that's the actual sort of where you go, you go. It's the monument, and I so guess, they right? had to, re, re, mm-hmm. mo- the majority of what you did was redoing the building that cared yeah. for the yeah. cabin. Yeah. The interior of that yeah. space. Yeah. It had a mold problem, oddly enough. Sure. And so that's why it's very complicated. But it was, it was fun to work with. Yeah. Uh, National Park Surface is a great, great, which is like super will. like restrictive too, right? So yes. if you're, not, you're in some serious confines, and if you can operate yes. inside of that, then you've got a whole new avenue of business. Yeah, it was, just fun. Opened up. it was fun. I liked it. I was fascinated because I was back here with uh, just obviously trying to make it. So what we did have had little budget, and 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Every day was a conversation is what can we cut? How can we do it cheaper? And he was working on a project that had stainless steel gutters and downspouts. Yeah. Which just rust right away. No, no, no. That's that's the top of the line. That will last forever. Oh, okay. Like, (laughs) <laughs> and that's what the National Park Service does. They're like, well, if we're going to build it, it better last right. 100 yeah. years. I mean, yeah. yeah and so sense. I was jealous, Mr. <laughs> Stainless Steel. Yeah. Well, you know, you kind of learn things about that process, that, that mantra of thinking that it's going to be here 50 plus years. And you start using that as a guide to your decision making. Right. And, and, and that philosophy I learned up there, we bring into our business. I was going to ask how much of that transfers into the, what you guys have built already. Yeah. Well, it's real important for our clients for us to learn very quickly about them, what the design decision mantra will be on this project. Mm-hmm. And once you get, it makes the other decisions really easy. And whether you're deciding to build a, uh, design a home for a generation or you're deciding, um, Deciding to do things, well, this is going to be a temporary location. Right. Those things make different design decisions in your thought process. Dramatically is, different. Yeah, and and we're part of our process. We literally, we deal with that often. Mm-hmm. We're literally dealing with both extremes right now. We have a, an amazing residence on the beach that's, right. he came to us and said, I want to build a beautiful bunker mm-hmm. and I would love for my great grandchildren to be there. Mm-hmm. And it's is on it the Gulf. It's a good, right. is it going to be Cinderbuck? It's all so, poured in place yeah, concrete. Yeah. yeah. Everything. So one, columns, roofs, walls, everything. One of the things I've always wanted, one of, one of my bucket list items when I make the million dollars that's coming eventually one day, um, was the old school 1970s Cinderbuck homes that were one story that had been out there, were out there that lasted through Aaron and Opal yeah. and, and all the rest. <clears throat> that literally, when they filled with sand, you could get a shovel, yeah. <laughs> shovel the sand out mm-hmm. and just start over. Right. And it was there. And I, I've always enjoyed it because it's just simple, right? You're on the beach and, and you just want, I've always just Well, you'll never simple. be able to do that because the law doesn't allow sure. you to. Sure. Right. Now you can't have it anymore. Right. Yeah. But yeah, we, we, we love that project, obviously, because mm-hmm. the client is, every decision is made about a very long lasting thing. And that takes investment and forethought and who, who doesn't like to be yeah. part of that. So is it going to be shaped kind of cool too, to, to deal with the classic, wind and the hurricane stuff? Very yeah. classic design, and um, I think it's going to be um, maybe the a start of a new trend for Pensacola Beach. Oh, that's cool. Build things with with permanence and and beauty. Yeah, and it's like a little villa. Yeah, I villa. won't I won't say Italian villa, but a, a Floridian right. villa, mm-hmm. a Floridian villa. Yeah. So you know, I mean, you would think that that's sort of the direction everybody would go in that kind of building because it's one of the it's got to be the largest investment. Oh, sure. For most people in their lives, right? Yeah, I think that's a big part of our our career is yeah. The, yeah. when our clients sit down with us, they're getting ready to have a conversation about the most expensive thing they'll ever buy. Yeah, and, a big uh, part of a challenge for us is to to obtain your dreams uh, it's, it's, out of your really, head and make yes. it <laughs> make it live on paper, right. and then build it right, right, and yeah. and, and write the check that's necessary sometimes yeah. to do that, and that's really where it's. Uh, it's challenging for us and it's challenging for our clients sometimes. Yeah. It, it's very challenging for everyone. We, we have learned that in this economy, for certainly locally, it's just very expensive. I mean, it's since the beginning of time, sure. it always costs more than pe- people want. But we are finding right now that that is exact, it's the worst it's ever been. And I would say that's one of the biggest mm-hmm. challenges, yeah. if not the biggest challenge of our career right now is. The you material came, price. If just you came going. to us and said, "Hey, we're ready to finally build this new studio. We want our new, or I'm um, building a new house, or whatever yeah. it would be." 
I can I I know one thing. There's gravity, and it will cost more than you want it to. Right. And so we have to navigate that, and it's sometimes. Well, it's quite often very challenging. Absolutely. Um, There's a lot of emotion attached to it. It can break a lot of hearts. And and then a lot of times people just, a lot of times it doesn't make sense and people want explanation and it's so complicated. And people are like, well, why does it cost so much more? Well, taxes and insurance and labor. Mm -hmm. If you're okay with those answers, let's move on. But it it typically doesn't make people feel enough they want more. But yeah. So it sounds uh, like you you recommend people to, to come in and say, hey, I have this dream. And then you drop the ball and say, do you still have that dream? Well, so we say budget. No, yeah. That, that's okay. cool. I don't know that sounds so painful, man. I don't know if that's a we proper have, technique. <laughs> we have more than once, uh, unfortunately, called ourselves the dream killers in our in those meetings. But it is very fair to say that we were like, tell us what, what you think. Right. You know, what, are you, what is your vision? And, and please give us a budget. And um, we'll either laugh at your budget or um, say, I think it's a little low or celebrate it and, right. and work wherever it is. And that's a big part of our job is to work within that budget and constantly say, I mean, any architect can mm-hmm. outdesign someone's budget. That's sure. That's quite easy. Sure. Yeah. Right? We, do it. Yeah. we can do that without even getting a pen and paper, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, you know, you have to be, focused and talented and work as a team to try to get in it. And it is becoming increasingly difficult. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll just be very transparent. Sure. Most, most every project we have is over budget. And we used to not really say that. I mean, it, it's, that's not fun to say, and I don't like to say it publicly, but it's the truth. So yeah. I'm going to say it. And, and it's really not a Dalrymple Salas problem. It's a, a local economy and a national economy yeah. problem. And we're like, we're, we're constantly evaluating and working together with each other and with contractors and subs and the owner to right. try to figure out how to deal with that challenge. So one of the other things too, that, that Calvin and I have noticed a lot about is that the, the perception of value is way off for a lot of people. That, well, so they, it may not even be thank like, you for saying, yeah. you know, well, I, you repeat that? <laughs> well, it, depends, well, I, it depends on where you come from and what yeah. you're used to, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's the hard thing for uh, anybody to figure yeah. out. Uh, it, you know, he, he, Scott says we're over budget. I say we're under say, yeah. So we, we just have the two different yeah. perspectives. And in that perspective changes from what you're used to. And, yeah. and, and that's what's a big deal. Well, it, it's really true. It, that is a joke, but it's, it's actually, it's mm-hmm. true. It underfunded is probably, I mean, it sounds funny and, particularly from our point of view, obviously, but right. it really is a more accurate way. And, you know, for a long time, I even remember back when I was in high school, just thinking about being an architect, I always heard the joke that's timeless. Think about, you know, what do you want to do? Well, think about what you think you would pay. You think it's going to cost right. double that. And that's what it'll cost. Funny. Ha ha. We're finding that to be sickeningly true. Yeah, now. Sure. It really is that. Sure. So, so and timelines with the construction are always three times longer. So if you want to buy a new be. car and you're like, ah, I think I could do do pretty good with about a twenty thousand dollar car. I'd be sweet for that. And you go to buy what you think the twenty thousand dollar car is going to buy, and you find out that car is forty two grand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same way in our business. Mm-hmm. And um, hey, I want to do uh, a kitchen uh, remodel, addition remodel, yeah. whatever. It's twice what you think. I want to build a new office. It's twice what you think. I want to do a new church. What restaurant? What whatever it is, 
it's it's our it's our biggest challenge and so we there's we we do there's many many facets that affect that and we have to learn to uh work together think collaboratively collaboratively and mm-hmm. look at new ways and materials and methods mm-hmm. we we say often that architecture is a generalist profession but you have to know a little bit about everything just pretty much absurd <laughs> right yeah it's the jack of all trades a master I mean, of none and that's why there's a lot of egos with architects <clears throat> sure you know um so i don't really know exactly how to size the electrical panel in this building but i know that it needs one i know what's required of that right we know where it needs to go and how to consider that and how to partner with an engineer who truly does those jobs. i don't know exactly how to size the exact mechanical unit for this building right but the same thing you know we 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 partner with that we hire consultant engineers and we we just have to know you know a little bit are we interior designers yes are we licensed interior designers well we're architects which classify that could i do i spend my whole day selecting finishes and colors and materials no but i can and so we hire people that partner with us to do that right Mm -hmm. well we i i kind of sometimes compare us to uh, the conductor of the symphony okay Uh, the conductor knows how to play yeah. An instrument or Connects two. Connects to the dots, I get you. But he conducts all those instruments to make beautiful music. And that's that's kind of our purpose or, or is to bring all the parts together so it, it resembles something. Some harmony. Beauties, beauty, right? Yeah. And so uh, we have me- multiple challenges, um, cost being one of many challenges that we have. I, I kind of code. Yes. <laughs> yeah, which changes quite often, right? From what at, I understand. at every level, just yes. basic building code to hurricane requirements to yeah, accessibility sure. issues. Yeah. You know, we how many times do you think I've had the conversation? Hey, I want to do this. I got this old building. I can't wait to turn it into yeah. my new studio. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, and, yeah. and we're yeah. going to go upstairs. And I'm like, yeah. well, we've got to buy an elevator. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't need an elevator. I'm going yeah, well, to. <laughs> sorry, that's the federal the law. ADA says otherwise. You have to it's buy a hundred thousand dollar <laughs> elevator. I mean, even yeah. even when I'm watching HGTV and I'm watching like a flip or flop, and they get a house with an extension because they turn the side port into a garage, uh, the first thing that yeah. the, the, the in less than two days, yeah. the, the first thing the contractor says is, "Well, let me pull the let me pull the permit to see if it's up to code." Right, and ninety five percent of the time is like, "Nope, we got to tear it's it down and true. put it right back in yeah. because it's not up to code." Yeah. Uh, well, you, you, you mentioned the, the H word, the nasty word in our HGTV. That, yeah. Everybody's that, the, the, the false, um, sense of security. Oh my gosh. That not just the channel, but it's sister channel, the DIY, the mm-hmm. entire media culture of do it yourself has, has really, in, in my personal opinion, I, I think Dean shares it, but I don't want to speak for him, really, really negatively affected architecture and architects in a big, big way. I if you pay attention to any of those programs, they uh, do not feature architects. Um, and if they yeah, don't tell you all the stuff, that they never the feature right. architects and they really won't discuss them. And occasionally I will be wrong and they will be an architect involved and they will sort of. Uh, reflect upon that person, but they'll hardly ever be in front of the camera. And if they do, it will be presented as if they're not necessary right. or well, we got to do this. So we're <clears throat> going to talk to the architect like they called um, a or mechanic. Hey, somebody, somebody sponsored this the mechanic show, so said you need a, 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 you know, change the oil filter and we're good, you know, right. whatever. And so they, it, 
it's really misled the public yeah. about what architects do and wh- how they what they guide and what they protect. And yeah, because I absolutely right. thought the Property Brothers or that other person that they were architects, right? They're designing oh, and then they hire. Yeah, well, reality TV is a lot more TV than reality. <laughs> no. no, this is very, very true because we've been involved with HGTV yeah. shootings and programs here in Pensacola. Right. And one in particular was, it, was uh, it, it actually never aired. I don't think I don't it think was so. going to be an actual dedicated show. And, uh, was it, it was, it was one of the we were going to be things, the pilot, and 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 they were featuring a local contractor and his wife, and and uh, they that group presented like twenty some odd projects to HTTV, and and they of all their they said well, we want to do this one, and it happened to be one that we had designed, mm-hmm. and they said well this was an architect, and they said oh that's great, and then HTTV never wanted to talk to us. Uh, and and in my opinion, just really disrespected us in the profession and sure. how it was done the whole time. But we learned how incredibly uh, unreality it is. It's mm-hmm. it's it's literally staged. I mean, like well, certain 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 parts. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and, well, they, I mean, and they I, have to do that the, to to I don't know recapture or react sure. certain mm-hmm. certain facets about it. And and like I said, it's it's TV and it has to be put together yeah. and composed and and produced and uh, i don't know that i would do it the the way this particular thing was done but that's just my I, I we've even heard that the 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 seven day builds were really 21 days oh sure and, yeah, and they've that. you know they've just come I, out I kind of condensed I've, I've never seen a seven day build. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I don't well you do have was. to work 24 hours a day and have hundreds <clears> of volunteers yeah but it probably could happen but uh i watched many times in that process them say well well, let's just we'll do this, and they're like, no, 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 just tear it down and rebuild it. And well, that's not what we want to. Well, it won't show on TV. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. everything is it, to say Staged. that it, it, it's so. In other words, I'm not going to go down. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very misleading. Sure, it could that that media. I, not, I'm not just attacking HDTV. I'm just there's many programs across our airwaves mm-hmm. and earwaves that mislead the public in, towards architects and architecture. Right. And I, I would, it, any platform like this that we could begin a campaign to, to at least create an interest in people to reach out to the AIA or a local architect and just come ask questions. I mean, yeah. I can pretty much speak, certainly for us, but maybe I think most everybody I know, if you just sit down and talk with an architect that first meeting, they're not going to charge you. And I think a lot of people think the minute they walk sure, in. Sure, they hear the word architect and it's like cha-ching, cha-ching, they, they cha-ching. Is <laughs> well, that's not how it works. Right. Us, so. so you guys do, I mean, so you all do consultations in your business just as much as, as the yeah, next person. Regularly, right. every, yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah what, I would imagine like any other business, you want to make sure you're the right fit, right? Before you mm-hmm. start anything, that's how you sure. build the relationship. Sure. Dude, that is such a new concept for people. Like we don't know if you can be our client yet. Well, what do you mean? Why don't you want my business? And and so when Calvin and I sometimes we're like, we just have to make sure that you're the right fit for us. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. that we're the right fit for you. Well, and it's, our business is changing. I mean, yeah. when we started out in those days that we've talked about earlier, where <laughs> you needed the five dollars, people would. The most famous question I, I mean, go to any party, any social event, and someone finds out a stranger that I'm an architect. Since I've been one for 26 years the first question out of their mouth is well what do you specialize in you know and <laughs> I, I and i used to easily say and 
really to this day, I'll still say whatever you cut a check for, you know, <laughs> um, and that, it goes back to architects being generalists. We're yeah. trained to do everything. Uh, we live in this world of specialists and it, it can get, uh, it makes total sense in something like the me- medical profession. Yeah. You know, if uh, all of a sudden you right. started do having nephrology a, or do heart. Or, mm-hmm. heart if you started having appendicitis right now and, I said, well, I think I've seen that. Why don't you let me cut on yeah. it? You'd be like, no, I'm going to wait for the <laughs> nephrologist, right. right? So that makes total sense. And people are, I, I think, unfairly carrying that very sensible expectation sure. into other places. And architecture is one of those. You know, I just see locally a lot of people say, well, I, I should have a specialist in vets or I have a specialist in in the why. Or, and, and you end up, it, I can assure you that, all the colleges across the world and certainly in the states that are graduating architects, they're just killing themselves every day. To, to, at graduation, they hope we've made the best young architects mm-hmm. possible. Well, I promise you, none of them are saying, well, I don't know, but at least when the retail store calls, they'll be good. Or when the vet clinic or when the whatever right. specialty you think you need, right. that's <clears throat> not how we're trained. Well, As well, architects, we're trained to know how to put a building together, how to listen to your needs right. and what makes, what, what kind of space and materials affect a person and how they live, work and play. And yeah. we can do design about well, anything. Give our, us a chance. Our, our client base, uh, we do a, a tremendous variety of projects, about 70 projects a year, residential, commercial, um, public, educational, uh, ecclesiastical. Uh, we do a bunch of different type projects and we are constantly having to, look at things from all these different perspectives sure. and, and, and Scott's right sometimes, but what do you specialize in? And you say nothing. That's not really the correct answer. <laughs> all <laughs> of it. Everything, <laughs> everything, the, the correct answer, because we do have the opportunity to, to work with all types of clients within our community and all kinds of projects. Yeah. And that's one thing, you know, is really exciting about, um, I think our, our going to work every day. It's really exciting for our staff is because we participate in this vast rainbow of type of projects and, and our, our staff may work on three to five projects a day mm-hmm. and they may be all five different kinds right. of projects. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because um, what, what I'm considered in, in the technology world is a DevOps guy or a data architect guy. And the reason being sure. is that I can talk to the customer and then I can talk to the developers and I'm very much the same way. If you need something, I do understand that I probably can build certain websites, certain applications and everything else. But I also really know how to pull that resource out, mm-hmm. right? And pick up and pick up what you need to. So it's the same. And it's not the same methodology. It hasn't always been there. That's kind of cut part mm-hmm. of the lean, uh, startup that right, I'll sell right. you and everything else. But, um, we follow the same methodology. We're not, uh, um, I prefer to call myself Batman and with, <laughs> with the tool belt. belt. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because yeah. I kick butt in every location, but, but, uh, um, <laughs> but you have to know which you have tool to, know. to use. Yeah, exactly. Belt. You have to that's know which your power. And that's what we do. Yeah. But you said something really cool too, that, which I think is even bigger than it's, it's, it really shows some emotional intelligence to be honest, which was we have to know what materials and what building, what things and how it affects people. Right. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's actually one of my, it's not just four walls. Yeah, it really is. I, when I was in college, um, uh, it was difficult. I always tell young people that come to our office all the time that we mentor architecture school is not hard. It's just demanding. 
Mm-hmm. And if you have the ability to watch all your friends go to the beach or the lake <laughs> while you stay and work, you'll become a great architect. Sure. It just takes discipline. And uh, in that sense, a lot of it was grueling. But there were parts that I just loved. And one of my favorites was a class called Human Factors. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized that architects are actually sociology designers. Mm-hmm. And it was an amazing class where my homework was go out to eat at a restaurant and study how people sit in the yeah. restaurant. Who gets there first? Where do they sit? Why? Uh, where is the kitchen? Why is it there? Uh, good design, and we teach our staff this every day, good design means there's a reason sure. for why you did it. If you're hanging around somebody who's a designer, quote, or an architect or anybody, and, and you ask them, hey, why'd you do that? And their answer is, well, I thought it was cool. Well, they're <laughs> they're not that they're an artist sure and that yeah. and that's a perfectly acceptable answer but architects have to be classically trained and have reasons to back up why they do what they do yeah. and it makes things flow and go and do and live yeah. and breathe the way it's supposed to and what's the uh what's the fun stuff projects you guys are working on now that are alive wow they're they're all fun um right now we got uh about six projects in development uh, and some even under construction along palafox street where we've done I think close to a dozen already, and so that's a, that's a pretty exciting portion yeah. of our our of our. Uh, I would think of the of the portfolio of the portfolio, <laughs> yeah. and we got a couple of multifamily um, things coming out of uh, in the design stage. Uh, we recently completed uh, the construction documents, permit mm-hmm. documents um, for a hotel in uh, uh, Crestview. So those are those are some big exciting things that we're working on now. We're doing something for uh, Scambia County. Uh, school Schools. board. It's a, it's a pretty cool, cool environmental center. So yeah. with turtles and snakes and frogs and stuff. And very cool. Yeah, that's 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 a fun project. Are you a turtle, right snake, and frog kind of guy? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I, I would add that, uh, and I get that. That's the second question. Yeah. That's the most exciting yeah. thing yeah. you're doing, and um, it's been fun for the last many months to really know the answer to that question because part of those current six projects on Palafox is. Uh, we are renovating what uh, old Pensacolians and historians would know as the Isis Theater. And yeah. This was when it was named after the Egyptian goddess of love and not terrorist groups. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, in the in the early 1920s, it was the Rex versus the Isis versus mm-hmm. the Sanger. And uh, they came in in about the 50s after World War II and put a concrete steel frame floor in the middle of the whole theater. Yes. And then dropped and slaughtered all the plaster ceilings mm-hmm. and dropped acoustical tile and just made just it a, totally, a bank yeah. and office building for a generation. <clears throat> so we are gutting all that right now. And for since the 50s, you, for the first time since then, you can now look and see the old plaster ceilings of the ISIS theater. Wow. And we're turning that space into a very contemporary and cool office for an upcoming tech company. Very so cool. We're excited about that. Nice. Very awesome. good. We're bringing tech companies in. Yeah. Yeah. Go figure on Palafox, huh? Yeah. It's, it's just sort of, it's the boom, right? It's mm-hmm. the, it's what's happening here. And, it, and we're doing restaurants. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All kinds of good stuff. There was one thing I saw, I meant to ask, because it was during our CEO round table. Sure. What was I seeing on the screen? Was that like glamping, like luxury? Oh, oh all oh, the yeah. land out there in uh, on Blackwater. Yeah, um, that's the Coldwater Gardens. Uh, we 
You've never been, dude. The, yeah, you that go. thing is you awesome. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's camping. It's it, it. That's how you should learn it. Calvin's never been like camping. He's this is York, a right? kind of camping. Yeah, this is the kind it's, he's learned. It's glamorous <laughs> camping. Yes. Glamping. Yes. 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 Yeah, we met them back in uh, I think 2010 or 2011, and we've had the good fortune of doing about three or four projects out there: um, bathhouse, um, a pavilion. We did the the little contemporary cabins out there. Um, our, our, our group is going out there for a company retreat here in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And we're really looking ex- uh, forward to that, spending, spending time on that, on that site. But it's, it's beautiful. And, uh, with the cold water garden, uh, it's cold water creek going through mm-hmm. there. They have about a dozen so camps. Cool. Yeah, I've been out, cool. I've been camping yes. out there. So, well, I appreciate that compliment yes. that you saw it visually. That what's really made that project special other than hearing what you just did is, that it's architecture so the mm-hmm. the client somebody was asking me a very similar mm-hmm. question just like two days yesterday or something where they're like how did that happen and i was like well it was really a client who a cared a lot about architecture and b loved contemporary architecture mm-hmm. and then we had the courage to say you realize that contemporary architecture costs more than normal architecture mm-hmm. and he's like yeah that's what i want and with that criteria, we were able to make great architecture. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he mentioned one of the things we did was a bathhouse. The first major project we did for mm-hmm. him was a bathhouse, which is an unconditioned <clears throat> windowless building for you to shower mm-hmm. and camp and go to the restroom. And, and we've seen them all at camp places, but this is a super sexy one, right? We have won more design awards. <laughs> We, for the bathhouse? We, we got oh, it all awesome. the way to the state of Florida winning nice. a design, an AIA design award for a windowless, unconditioned building. And our com- competition, I, I think that building probably cost a hundred grand and we were competing against a hundred million dollars yeah. building wow. projects, you know. So that part of this story is fun. And, and so, yes, they're really unique. When you, that's why you're asking about it, Calvin. You see that on the screen. Like, whoa, 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 what's that? What is that? Right. I yeah. don't see that normally. And that's because a lot of, you know, because well, we and, live and in And you haven't been out there yet either. I so mean, I haven't been out there this because summer, of at some point, I'll have to take well, you. I'm, I'm more open to be out there, right? Because I, I did live in Dominican Republic right. for two years. Yeah. So, so, so you know you know about camping. I, 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 I unofficially <laughs> went camping because that's what you lived in over there, right? right. But, um, but the wife needs something. And I'm like, well, that's perfect because I saw something out in – Minnesota, I think mm-hmm. it was, and they have something very similar. And it was really before we saw that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like heavy like, tents. It's like air conditioning. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, like it's, butler service and all yeah. that other stuff. I'm like, man, it'd be great to have here. And yeah. then we go to our round table, and I'm like, look, it, it's the same thing that I saw in yeah. Minnesota, and I don't have to be in the freezing cold. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it still gets hot, though. I want to know um, the post I saw on LinkedIn, the house in East Still. Whose is that? Well, it's been several people. It was actually designed by a contractor and his family. And for reasons, they only lived there a short time and, and moved away. And, um, it eventually sold, uh, as I, I believe it is sold three times. I think it's sold more than that. Yeah. I used to live down the street from it. That has yeah. been like one of the most, that's the dream list. It's been on the dream list. I, it's I, such a cool house. Well, that's a good example of many, many, <clears throat> many great projects that Dean did before we merged, but and that's one that I did before we merged. Yeah, but, uh, it's we're, we're we're both very proud of that, that yeah. project. It was a, a narrow lot, and it, it was one of those things. Um, you'll talk to architects and designers uh, throughout time, and that just like musicians and songwriters, they'll just say. 
Yeah, I wrote the most famous song and it came together <laughs> in two minutes. You know, that, that project was like that. It just sort of fell, fell onto together. the page and yeah. I was like, I don't think I need to change a thing. And it yeah. just worked and was. It's a great. Uh, I mean, I, I've amazing. driven by it for years. It's, That's it's a Lakeview, like, um, 16th and Lakeview yeah. and he's still. Mm-hmm. So it's funny too, because I had no idea how it came about or whatever. I just know that it's always been there and I've lived on Avery. I've lived on Jordan and I've lived on Maxwell. Because uh, East Hill's just been a great, mm-hmm. especially for renting, you know, neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and to watch it pop up on LinkedIn yesterday, mm-hmm. and to see that one of you two guys was was part of it, and I'm thinking, you know, just small circles, right? Mm-hmm. And right. They get yeah, bored. we love so, it. Um, and I know we didn't we didn't ask any of these questions on the sheet, but we'll, we'll save that for next time. But we are getting uh, to the end here. But for anybody that's interested, or we want to send them to some of y'all's work or portfolio, where can we send them? Well, I, I think a great place to start was with our website. Um, it's dalsal.com. It's D-A-L-S-A-L.com. Uh, that's a great place to see some of our work. And uh, we have a Facebook presence, and we are also on house.com. So if you want to see some of our work, and, and, and then definitely look at our website to see who the, who our staff is and, mm-hmm. and the great team. Or just come by the office and see all the cool stuff there. Sure. We're, we're always there. <laughs> I mean, literally walk through their office and you're sold. I, I mean, I was already telling uh, Hanson, the real estate, I found a, a, a piece of land over in uh, Gulf Breeze that I want to have a summer home. I'm like, all right, you're my realtor. Uh, Dean's my my architect. Now I just need to get the money. Yeah, but now we just need the funder, right? Yeah. So awesome. Well, I want to thank you guys for hanging out with us on, yeah, a, thank on you. Friday afternoon. And Our pleasure, man. Kicking it. So, um, guys, you can we find could us talk at, for three more hours. I know we really could. Well, we'll have to talk about that. Um, guys, you can find us at Pecola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Pecola BRX on Facebook, or you can find us on our website at Pensacola.BusinessRadioX.com. This has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters.